0: Welcome, everybody, to Bright and Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Today, we have a pod special like no other. The Chicago Red Stars had a lapse in judgment and accepted our request for a player interview. And they didn't provide one player. Two players volunteered to talk to us, which is two more than we expected. We have uh, Danielle, Danny Colaprico, Kelia Watt. I was pretty stoked. We talked about this earlier in the week. Pretty exciting stuff. They sat down with us virtually, that is. We are way outside the bubble. We discussed with them the NWSL Challenge Cup, life in the bubble, uh, donuts, shower curtains, and really anything else you could think of. It probably came up in this interview.
1: But before we jump in the episode, we wanted to let everyone that's new to the show know that in the past few weeks, we've also recorded episodes with Maggie and Lauren from Chicago Local 134. It's a very high-end Chicago Red Stars supporters group. Top shelf, we, top shelf—the best of the best. We broke down all the Chicago preliminary round matches and how we became to be how we came to be Red Stars supporters. It's easy. I'm so excited, Thomas. I can barely <laughs> barely get this out.
0: The, the the decision was much easier than it was to say that sentence.
1: it, it sure was. Also, just a shameless plug: if you are a Red Stars supporter and you're not yet part of Chicago Local 134. We really don't know what you're doing with your life, but I'm I'm not if, sure, yeah. If you're listening to this, then you know we're not sure what you're doing with your life anyway. But hey, <laughs> um, sign up, even if only for the Slack channel. They've welcomed us with open arms. They've included us in their group almost immediately. Just two schlubs showed up and we're like, hey, we like the Red Stars now. Can we be your friends? And they were like, yeah, come on. Do you want this and that? And we'll come on your show and honestly if it weren't for them vouching for us that we weren't you know creepy um we probably wouldn't have had this interview today so thank you so much to uh chicago local 134 now without further ado here's calia watt and danny colaprico
0: Hey, everybody. Today, we are a a word that's stronger than honored to have our two guests. Uh, Between the two of the guests we have today, they have over 200 matches played in the NWSL, a combined four NWSL Teams of the Year awards. Uh, There's an NWSL MVP finalist, uh, the 2015 Rookie of the Year, U-20 World Cup champion, uh, NCAA Division I champion, an Australian W League champion, and pretty much any collegiate or pre-college award that you can think of. And then even more important accolades like Expert Tifo Designer and Tiny Pong Pro. So we are ecstatic uh, to have Danny Colaprico and Keelia Watt from the Chicago uh, Red Stars. So thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited.
1: Awesome. So the question we always like to lead interviews off with, you know, every superhero has kind of their origin story, right? You know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker got bit by a, a radioactive spider. Um, so what drew both of you to the sport of soccer? What's your kind of soccer origin story, so to speak?
3: Okay. Do you Um, want me to go first or you want to go first? You can go first, Danny. Okay. Um, I feel like when I was younger, I wanted to do everything my older brother was doing. He was three years older than me. And, um, I was always playing with him and his friends in the backyard or down the street or whatever it was. I always wanted to be with him and his friends and they always kicked the ball around. So I got into like playing soccer that way. And I grew up like going to his training sessions cause my dad was his coach and I would sometimes jump in and play with his team. And I just feel like I always looked up to him and I thought he was, <laughs> I remember like thinking like, Oh, my brother's so cool. Like I want to be just like him. And that's kind of how I started. And I guess it just kind of took off from there. And I, I really love the sport ever. I love the sport ever since.
2: Yeah, Danny, mine is very similar. I have two older sisters that played soccer. Um, My whole childhood, I remember going to all their practices and all their games and just wanting to be just like them. And my sister the one she's two years older than me she went to usc and played college soccer there and so i i just wanted to follow in in her footsteps and yeah i was like kind of annoying always trying to like jump into their training (laughs) sessions and like so jealous when they would be at tournaments and i was just watching but um yeah definitely just watching my sisters and wanting to be like them
0: that's awesome and bright It's our older siblings fault. They didn't play sports. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been a motivating factor for us. I'm the the oldest and I was lazy. So I guess I I cheated my little brother out of that. Oh, that's okay. He can blame you. I'm the youngest, so I I can only blame up. That's awesome. No, that's great. Um, uh, So this interview for folks who are are maybe listening a little bit later, we're uh, we're doing the interview between the end of the preliminary round. They just finished uh, four different matches uh, with a fun win a few nights ago on Sunday night and it's before the knockout round match this Saturday against Ol rain so how has it been for both of you being in the bubble what are some things that you've been doing to kind of keep yourself occupied when you aren't in training meetings getting treatment or at the games what's your free time kind of spent up doing
2: I'll go first on this one Danny Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been very challenging, I think, for a lot of us because we're in this hotel. We're eating the same food every day. It's just such a different lifestyle than we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun because there's always someone hanging around. I, I did an interview with um, Annie earlier and we've talked about nerds. We've been playing a, a card game called nerds. Have you guys ever heard of it before?
1: No. Yeah, I, have not. I,
2: I had never heard of it either. And it's, it's extremely hard, so it gets it very competitive. Um, we're like yelling <laughs> and swearing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just like finding little things like that tonight. We're celebrating Yuki's birthday. Yes. So we're all going to go out on the patio and, and have a night together. So it is fun to be all together, um, even though at times it is a little challenging.
3: Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like it's definitely challenging because we're not in our comfort zones and, you know, we've never lived this lifestyle of being stuck in a hotel. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people think it's like, oh, well, everyone's kind of waiting on you. So like everything's kind of given to you. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you like that, I guess that's great. But (laughs) I feel like a lot of us are very independent and like to do stuff on our like make our own schedules around our training and stuff make our own meals and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's just been a little bit of an adjustment um but as Kaylee has said it's it's so nice to be around like your, your teammates because if you think about it we didn't really have much of a preseason to you know get to know each other so I feel like being stuck in a hotel is a perfect time to you know get to know some of the rookies or get to know your other teammates that like, I feel like I've even like grown so close with Kaylia. Yeah. And we, like, yeah, we knew each other, but just being around each other, like so much, we were in the same band on the, on the way to training. I feel like you're able to make those connections that we didn't get the chance to in preseason because it was so quick and short.
0: Yeah. No, that, that makes total sense. And and even seeing the stuff just online uh, between folks sharing videos from practice or just the different extracurricular things. um, It it sounds fun at first, right? When people are on the outside, like, Hey, going to a hotel, this is going to be great. People are going to wait on you like you said, but uh, then you get to a hotel and this is just for like a trip. I get to a hotel and think, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's just a bed and a TV. That's all it is. And I'm just sitting. (laughs) And now you extend that over weeks and weeks and it, it, it can't be too easy
2: yeah
1: i've heard uh tech ball is a big uh i've seen a a number of players on twitter talking about tech ball is that has that been a thing with you guys as well
2: is that the is that the thing outside danny i think it's like a curved ping pong table yes yes i've actually never played that but i want it looks really fun i want to try it It looks fun, but like
3: also kind of intimidating. I'm like, would I even be good at that? (laughs) I know. know.
1: I've lost too much time watching YouTube videos of that, I think. So, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've definitely seen a lot of videos of people playing and I'm like, dang, they're so good. And then I'm like thinking like I'm so competitive and I don't want to fail. So I'm like, oh, I
0: can do it. I can't do it. Oh, that's all- If you need another table game, there's one called Pass the Pigs. I don't know if you've played that. We've played that, Brian, his wife, and my wife, and us. We've played it together. And if you're competitive, which, see, you're obviously very competitive, um, <laughs> playing that game. Like, I'm the one competitive person out of the four of us. It's a really fun game because it's kind of like you're gambling every round. And um, Is it a give- card game? No, it's these little – It's like a dice game. It's a dice game, but instead of dice, you play with two pigs. They're two rubber pigs. And the way they land, like if they land on their snout, (laughs) it's worth points. If they land upside down, it's worth points. The idea is you have to get to a certain amount of points, but certain combinations will actually make you lose all your points. So you can keep playing as long as you want until you lose your points. And I, um, I usually don't win because I'll just keep going. Even if I have a really good role, I'm just going to keep playing. So that might be something. (laughs) You just need a table and maybe all of you get really uh, competitive with it.
2: Yeah, we need to try that.
0: (laughs) So speaking of kind of
1: being in unique environments, um, I know there's a working relationship with the the Australian W League and the NWSL, kind of a close relationship. A lot of players will spend time in both. A lot of times in the same calendar year. Um, Danny, how is it shifting from one league to another? And then obviously you got a chance to to win a a championship there too. So not only playing against, you're playing against Alyssa Motts, but Sam Kerr, some of the other players from the league, how has that transition been like?
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of the same thing I tell everyone about going over to Australia and playing in the off season. I feel like our, at one point, at least our season, our off season was so long so it was hard for us as players to stay fit and, you know, stay around the game. It's hard to just train on your own and, sure. you know, be able to step back into trainings when preseason comes and be in tip, tip top shape and, you know, ready to go. So I always wanted to go over to Australia cause I felt like it, you know, prepared me for the next season with the red stars and um with that being said I feel like I went I went three times in a row and now my body's kind of taking a hit on it because I've played now seven back-to-back seasons which is a lot Mm -hmm. if you think about it and I kind of never really had a break so I feel like I I do really enjoy the experience of getting to go over there and obviously playing with some teammates I play with the Red Stars like on all the teams I was on, I had a Red Stars teammate, which was pretty cool yeah. um, to keep playing with them and building chemistry on and off the field with that player. Um, and it's also a unique experience to get to play against other Red Stars, which is kind of weird if you think about it um, when you're over there. But, yeah, I really enjoyed my, my time over there. That's how
1: awesome. how different is just environment-wise? Like, is it super different from over here? Like, what are, what are some of the differences – that you kind of saw, if any?
3: Um, I'd say the biggest difference is just the um, age range of players. Um, yep. When I was when I first went over, I played in Adelaide, and I remember, like, meeting all the girls and, you know, getting to know them. And I remember halfway through the season, I asked one of the girls, I was like, how old are you? Because she was saying she was still – she was, like, still in school or whatever, and she looked at me and she said fifteen. And I was like, "What?
2: (laughs) that's crazy.
3: Wow. I was like, if you're playing professional soccer, I was like, I I was like, that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I was like, wow. Like, and then I started asking other players. And then I'm just so used to being the youngest, like one of the younger players on the team. Because I feel like, especially throughout the years in the Red Stars, we like, I always was one of the younger ones. So going over there, I was actually the second oldest on the team which was crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So um, I'd say that would be the biggest difference that I noticed. Um, I'd say outside of soccer, one of the biggest things I noticed is that everything in Australia is much more laid back and relaxed. And whereas I feel like here, a lot of, you know, people are like soccer is the end all be all the soccer. It got to win. Whereas like there, it's way more relaxed. It's like, let's have fun let's obviously we're trying to win but let's get better let's try to improve on what we can but it's just it's just so relaxing being over there and honestly feels like a bit of a I guess you'd say paid vacation
1: (laughs) I was gonna say I saw some of the photos like you know from Instagram and other places and I mean it looked beautiful in places over there so yeah it looked like you had a
0: good time
3: yeah it was definitely a good time (laughs)
0: Man, that's, that's, that's fun. That's fun. Um, I've never been there, but it, it's, it sounds great. And you, you want a title down there. So there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, so for those who are uh, new to the club, who are listening or new to the league in general, Kilia, you were traded from Houston, Chicago. Just, I'm not telling you, you already know that, but yeah. other people not know, you have yeah. getting caught up with what's kind of happening this season. Uh, in interviews, you shared that this was, really a way to kind of challenge yourself, move into a new environment, kind of just what Danny was talking about now, being in a different environment, playing uh, with a different league and really different players around you. It was probably tough adapting to a new team already before everything going on with with COVID-19 and the pandemic. So how has the transition been in that environment and how is it uh, kind of different than what you expected?
2: Yeah, it's been, um, the, the biggest challenge for me leaving Houston was definitely leaving my husband and my family. My, my sisters live there, my nephews live there, and then obviously my husband. And so that was the biggest challenge for me. Um, that's, I, I, was really scared to, to leave them. Um, but it's been great. And I think a big, a big help for me has been my relationships that I had with a lot of players um on the Red Stars before I, I came to Chicago. A lot of us played on the U twenties together. Um Danny and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I'm really close with Morgan and Vanessa. And so those relationships really, really helped um, because going to a new team is scary. Even if you've been in the league for a long time and, and you know everyone, it, it is scary and it's challenging. And with the whole COVID situation, it's been a very different kind of adaptation period that, than what i was expecting i think the hardest thing is just we have so many new players we have a, a new front line and and that takes time it takes time to figure out how to how you want to play with your midfielders and how you want to play with each other and it was just so condensed because of the whole coronavirus situation and i we always joke about when it actually happened and we we had been training for like 4 days and I think it was it it was that Saturday right Danny that we were like kind of thinking are we going to keep playing are we going to keep training and Rory kind of announced like okay we're going to take we're going to take Sunday off and then we'll recon reconvene Monday and we did not come back for almost two months like we literally thought we were just taking the weekend off and then it just kept going and going and I think that was challenging for everybody. Um, Obviously we, we couldn't train fully. We couldn't, we couldn't play fully. So it's been a very interesting start to the trade and there have been a lot of um, challenges with that. But like Danny said earlier, it's been so nice to be in the hotel and get to know our rookies and get to know the players that we don't know as well. And we're really using the tournament as an integration period to try to figure each other out and, and gel together as a team.
0: Yeah. And that integration period, you talk about bringing folks together. I, I read, I think it was an interview with Rory where he was saying he only had 14 practices together as a team before everything yes. kind of happened. And it went from, you know, a weekend to months and months uh, yes. away. Yes. So it's, it, crazy. It, it's nuts. And coming back from it, it's, watch fans watching sports and preseason you think okay this is the time where they're revving up and they're getting ready they're really the tournament is also the preseason and the tournament all at the same time and uh for yeah for sure for you folks that's um it's tough and you said about kind of rotating and seeing what the team has uh, that's been in the media too is that chicago is not just looking at this tournament but what's going on beyond that and you see it with i read a stat that chicago is out of the 28 folks who are on the roster, they have played the most, they played 27 people in these four matches. And we saw that with the turnover from week one to week two, when, except for you, Danny, it was a completely different uh, starting 11. And you were the only one who's played all four matches, which is uh, which is a fun fact, but that's uh, that's definitely something difficult and watching it, you can appreciate and seeing the stories behind the scenes and hearing that you haven't played for, two months before that it, it helps you appreciate even more how honestly the games have been for us entertaining. I know for competing in it, you're not thinking about entertainment value, but it's, they've been enjoyable to watch.
2: Thank you. Yeah. It's, it has been, it's been really cool to, to see everybody kind of play a part and and get in and, and try to impact the game. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely the tournament, the setup of the tournament is extremely difficult. And um, we, I mean, we, we need every single player here, so that's been fun to see.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like it's, like, it's definitely been difficult for sure, and I feel like especially since we had so much turnover in the off season. we didn't really get the full preseason slash season to, know, find our way in. And so we're still kind of working on some things and using the we use the group stages kind of as a preseason to, you know, sort some stuff out to, you know, know what we're going to go with in the quarterfinal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's not just you uh you who are new, uh, Keely, you also had Rachel yeah, on the other wing, so you, you, everything yes. is changing and it's um it's been fun to see the progression again from a, a fan perspective. Um, how are you how are you both feeling going into the knockout rounds now does that now that you're in that part now that you're out of the preliminary preseason quote unquote uh, what are you feeling going into this first match and then hopefully subsequent to more matches to win
2: I think we're all really excited and we're finally feeling like we we feel fit and adjusted. I think the altitude has been hard for some of us and i I finally feel like i'm I feel good and, and accustomed to that. And, um, yeah, I think just moving forward, it's finding the right combination and we want to score some goals. So that's what we're really looking forward to in the quarterfinal.
3: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I feel like we're all super excited to get the knockout round. Um, I think we've all worked so hard this preseason and, you know, kind of kept a positive attitude about some things and, um, it goes a long way. And I feel like, um, we've just, you know, put in all the work that we need to, to be successful in this um, first knockout round. And I feel like we're just really excited and we just want to score some goals. I think, I think we have all the tools to do so. I think it's just a matter of getting the first and the second goal. And I feel like the rest will come.
1: I know. I think when we, when we recorded on Monday, we, we talked about the the match and that, hopefully that you know that dramatic goal at the end of the last game right like hopefully that's the spark like that's the that's the you know the one that makes you realize okay we're good we got this let's go and keep moving forward
3: yeah for sure
1: awesome so i know um one thing that has been big around the team this week um sarah gordon uh started the pass it on campaign caught fire um, today was announced that they raised $15,700 for Get Your Mind Right Chicago. Um, we had a few different pledges around online that, you know, we kind of laughed about and thought were pretty funny. Um, Sam Kerr's name being mentioned, um, got, <laughs> raised some money from that. Um, Kealia, how did, uh, how did Rory react to your, uh, to your <laughs> pledge around him yelling on the sideline?
2: He he was a good sport about it. I can't lie. I was a little scared before I tweeted that. <laughs> but um, I don't know if he'll get mad at me for sharing this, but we, um, I saw him the next day at the field and I, we were laughing and I said, are you mad at me? And he said, no, I almost tweeted back and said, you can count when you're six seats away from me. <laughs> <laughs> And I just started laughing. I told JJ that, and he was dying laughing. But um, <laughs> Rory has a great sense of humor. He, I tweeted, he probably hit the cap in the first twenty minutes of the game. So we we reached the max, and and that that I pretty much knew that was going to happen but yes he he was a good sport about it
0: <laughs> do you think he was louder than normal or was it just oh, it's always maybe. like that it's just a constant
2: yeah uh i think both yeah he he, he yelled it's a lot. pretty constant <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: yeah Danny from experience better than I do. <laughs> but but to be fair we did kind of need to we needed to be yelled at a little bit game.
0: Yes. <laughs> i agree <laughs> you got the job done
3: though you got the job done <laughs> we found a way that's all that matters
0: exactly it's three points is three points at the end of the match doesn't matter if you get it in the 85th minute or in the second minute right oh uh, that's awesome that's great uh, so we have some questions that we wanted to do kind of like a a lightning round so to speak we included some questions from folks online um, and we wanted to ask some of the, most of them are for both of you some of them are individual questions so we'll let you know depending on the question. But we're gonna kinda of go through and and uh, pick your brain on some different things that people were wondering about.
2: Okay, cool. All okay.
0: Right. First one's for both of you. If you were not a professional soccer player, what would you be doing for a career?
2: Oh man, that one's always hard for me. Um, <laughs> you go first, Danny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. I like hate saying this, but it is like kind of true because like, I mean, it is what it is, but I feel like we've played since we are at such a like young age. So like all we kind of really knew growing up was soccer. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like that's why it makes this question so hard. And obviously like, we never want to give up this career and we want to play as long as we can. So like, it is a tough question Or I'm not going to sure. lie. I don't know. Do you feel yeah. the same, Kay?
2: Yes, like, I, I I, mean, like, I went to, to, I majored in journalism at UNC. I'm a, a PR journalism major. But, like, I never know what to answer for this question. Like, I honestly think I, ju- I just say, like, something in public relations. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah,
3: I just, yeah. I, I don't really, like, I honestly don't have, like, an answer. I feel like if I had to give my best bet as to what I would be doing, or what I'd like to do is I, I majored in psychology and I feel like I would want to maybe go back to school and do something in sports psychology, just because I feel like mental health is a really big thing in, um, in our world. And I feel like it's not, um, it's people aren't aware of it as much or don't notice it. And sometimes a lot of times athletes feel uncomfortable about their situations and don't ask for help because they might be considered weak or sure. people might think they're weak. So I think it's a, it's a really cool area that needs to be addressed more. And I would love to help out in some, some way, some former way um, in that field. But I think that's what I would give my like best guess as to what I want to do. Out there.
2: <laughs> that's a great answer, Danny. I also answer this all the time and say that I would love to be a professional singer but i'm not good at singing <laughs> so that's a dream of mine <laughs>
0: Training, right? You could, yes. if you were to move out of soccer, it just uh, replace your soccer training sessions with singing.
1: Yes, you know, maybe
2: we can, I'll try that.
0: We can judge it's it. I mean, do you want
2: to? You want to
1: sing us sing a few bars? No, something no, no, us? So. no, no, I can't.
2: I can't do that. No.
0: <laughs> People who listen to our show usually listen to us sing, so it would probably <laughs> be a welcome change of pace. That's no, that's great. That's great. Um, uh, what's your what's your coffee order? I
2: like my coffee just black there we go yes i I drink it just black yes what about you danny
3: um i i enjoy cold brew with like a little bit of oat milk okay
0: and a shout out to the one three four also that was really cool they uh paying for the coffee and they kind of started a domino and now other teams are copying off of them so like hopefully you were able to get your black coffee in your yeah
2: that was such a nice surprise like I think multiple people have said this but like something like that in the environment that we're in the team was so excited and just thought that was the (laughs) coolest thing like people it literally made our whole week because it was just such a nice thing of them to do
3: it literally I oh my gosh that is so true I remember like everyone was just looking at each other like Oh my gosh, they did <laughs> Did they really? And like, yes. And I was, telling, I was telling my friends like outside soccer this bubble. I was telling them, I'm like, yeah, and our supporters group bought us coffee. And they were like, cool.
2: And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I know. Oh. It was like the biggest deal over here. We were so excited.
0: That's, and they're a great group of people, honestly. Like Brian yeah. and myself, we've gotten to know them over the last few weeks and the way they accept people is just, it's great. And the things that they do, it's, it it comes straight from straight from the heart with them. It's awesome.
2: For sure.
0: All right. Uh, Danny, have one for you. Uh, did your quote unquote, uh, quote uh, landlord charge you for the shower curtain that you Uh, used in the (laughs) TIFO competition?
2: No, he didn't.
3: He, uh, (laughs) He did not charge us for that. <laughs> um, I think he said, "As long as it's going to a good cause, which I think was pretty obvious that it was." So, but he was obvious. He jokes about it, and he's like, "So when am I gonna get my new shower curtain?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no. We we made a tifo for, Unfortunately, we we all would have seen it at the game, but unfortunately, we can't have fans and." We're not playing at
0: Geek, but yeah. And FYI, anybody who doesn't know, the Red Stars owner owns the, <laughs> owns the complex. So that's where <laughs> that comes from. A little background. Um, for both of you, what's your favorite college soccer memory?
2: Mine is definitely, I mean, this, this one's kind of easy for me, but definitely winning the national championship was, like, my best, most amazing memory of my college career. Yeah. I don't know if I can beat that,
3: but <laughs> <laughs> Dang <it>. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> um, I think my, my best, one of my best memories. Oh, I have two, but I guess I'll tell you both. Cause they are pretty even. There was one time we played in Notre Dame at, at uh Klopner stadium at UVA and um, it went into double overtime. And it was downpouring. And the ball was getting stuck in puddles. Like, people were sliding everywhere. People's, like, shorts were, like, falling off because it was – everyone was just soaked. And um, we had, like, a corner kick in the second – the very beginning of the second overtime. And um, I was taking the corner kick, and I, like, kicked it. And Morgan headed – Morgan Bryan headed it in on a diamond checker. And it was just like so fun because ob- like obviously we won, but I think it was so fun because all the subs ran on the field and it was like a huge slip and slide, and everyone <laughs> was, like sliding and past each other. It wasn't even like we were really celebrating with each other. Well, we were, <laughs> but like no one was really hugging. We were just like sliding by each other.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That's great. So it was like oh. a
3: lot of fun. And then the other one was when we beat we beat UCLA um, in the Elite 8 at UCLA cuz I think mm. leading up to that the the year prior we played UCLA in the semifinals and lost them. So the next year when we drew them in our bracket, we were like is this this is joke? Like I feel like mm-hmm. the, like our two teams should be like not playing in the Elite 8 against each other. Yeah. And then we also had to travel to UCLA, which wasn't great. And then we beat them and it was like probably one of the best games we played together as a team. So yeah, that too. The
1: that's ACC awesome. is uh, well represented on
0: this podcast. It's, it's
2: yeah, good to hear. Yeah, sure. hear.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, who uh, Who is the one soccer player you have not played against, but wish you could?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. Um, played against,
0: or yeah, who, who you haven't played against? Which who would you um,
2: want to play against?
0: Maybe a competitor that you haven't had the chance to.
2: Like Messi. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah Ronaldo. Out, yeah. yeah, Ronaldo.
2: Does that count? <laughs> that counts. Absolutely. That
0: counts. Well, okay, we'll add, we'll add an extra one. Uh, okay. Extra lightning round question: Messi or Ronaldo?
2: I always have to go with Ronaldo, but I know I love Messi, but I love Ronaldo the most. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to go with Messi
3: just because I feel like I, like, go with Messi because he's more of – he's, like, a, more of, like, a maybe midfielder slash forward, whereas, yeah. like, Ronaldo's just, like, goal scorer, so I get it, Kate. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. You're, like, goal scorer, you score a lot of goals kind of thing, so it makes sense. <laughs>
0: Yes. They gravitate towards your more natural position, right? Yes. Right. All right. So,
1: what's uh, what's one word you would uh, use to describe playing against each other?
2: Oh man! Oh, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that is hard. Um, one word to
3: describe about playing against each other. Playing
1: against each other. So, um, obviously, you have played against each other in the past, and probably college and and the pros, I would imagine. So.
2: Um I I don't know if I can do it in one word.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll expand it to a
2: few. And we'll expand I, it to a few. I mean I don't like playing against Danny because she's good, so I'm very happy that we're on the same team. <laughs>
1: there you go.
3: I feel like yeah, I won't be able to do it in one word either, but I will say is that there was like one time when we were playing <laughs> you guys in Houston <laughs> and I had made. Like a recovery run, like, our outside back was, like, high, and you were on the wing playing against us, and I had made, like, a recovery run back, and I remember you, like, started dribbling at me, and in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, just don't get Megged, (laughs) like, literally, I was like, just don't get Megged, and then literally, okay, I don't even think, like, you do a lot of good moves, but I don't even think you, like, even really did a move, but you just like took a touch and flew by me <laughs> like, oh. I, I was like oh okay and then like our center back had to like recover and come out and i was like okay thanks like, <laughs> so bad. Oh. I, was like I am not 1v1 defending is not my thing especially like when i'm
2: isolated
3: like on the side <laughs> That oh, i just remember i was like don't get meg don't get meg don't and i was like oh my gosh she where'd she go
2: <laughs> <laughs> She <just laughs> vanished. oh my gosh that is so funny it's
0: great oh that's awesome
1: uh, all right so danny this one uh we were told we couldn't not ask you this um what place in chicago has the best donuts
2: oh Oh gosh. Okay. I would like to know this too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I think best like, it, it goes between do right and stands. I like, I like one donut a lot from do right. It's the blueberry crumb cake donut. Mm. Um, it's so good. And I feel like that's why I wanna say do right, but I feel like if I like wanna go and have like a taste of six donuts, I'd go to stands <laughs> because there's a lot more that I like that I like there, if that makes sense.
2: Um, yeah. So favorite donuts, that?
3: right? And then favorite maybe overall, I guess, stands.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna add it to my list whenever we come out to Chicago. <laughs> Little,
1: uh, yeah, a little background on that. I know you did a, uh, you guys were doing like a taste test, right? Like around the country. tour to donut, yeah. tour to donut in different cities?
3: Yeah. Um, So Vanessa and I, two years ago, we did a donut tour and we kind of just, every city we went to, we went to the different donut shops and tasted them. Um, and we kind of gave, like, a little review about them, like, on our Instagrams, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which
2: is, like, so funny to think about now. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, but it's okay. <laughs> no, no I loved following that. That was cool. <laughs> I loved that. That I sounds like something like, it, I'm, like, I'm
1: planning to do. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: Like, I remember, now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, that's great, and, like, fun idea but at the same time you're a professional athlete and i feel like every picture was me with a donut and <laughs> like, like people were starting to comment and be like are you having donuts before the games and i'm like oh <laughs> no. i'm oh. like yeah, no no we just like a little taste and then we save it for after the game <laughs> that is
2: so funny
3: <sighs> no that's like, a part free. of our
0: pre-game ritual
3: <laughs>
2: yeah no. exactly
3: I, will I was gonna say, low key, we were like eating them though. Before the
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's carbs, right? You're gonna do a lot of running during the game, yeah. I mean, you know. All right, so we're gonna. The next few questions are kind of about your your teammates there on the Red Stars. We're gonna let you uh, maybe tattle on some people here. Um, which teammate has the worst taste in music?
2: Oh, I saw that question on Twitter, and I was thinking about it, and I. I don't know, I will say that we we have been driving in the same bands to practice, and we've been, we've played a lot of Sam hunt okay. uh, which is country, and so I mean, I like Sam Hunt, but I'm not a huge country fan who was that Morgan Danny that was playing that yeah or was that
3: <laughs> it was well. Morgan and I have the same playlist, but yeah, it was us, but we really like Sam Hunt. The band loves Sam Hunt, but outside um, that, I'm pretty sure what people go for. Do you? Know? Yeah,
2: no, I don't really know who has the worst taste. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, well, it's funny because we've been listening to Sam Hunt on the way to trainings and then I remember like one of the games we're going to, someone was like, well, maybe we should like switch it up to like get pumped like, to the game. <laughs> Yeah. And then like I remember like I had put on like a pump up station and like I had turned around and everyone has their headphones in. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh <sighs> I'm funny. like, okay, I don't really know what to do next, but
0: yeah. We'll <laughs> oh, stick with Sam Hunt, I guess. Hey, mass appeal.
1: All right. Um, which teammate shares the best memes online?
2: Oh, sure. Emily Boyd shares a lot of memes I would say Emily Boyd is the queen of sharing memes yeah,
3: yeah. I'd agree with that you I always either wake up with one or see tags yes. me <laughs> in something yes. and I just die laughing because I know that she's like laughing so hard at these memes
2: <laughs> that, like, I yes. laughing. is <laughs> she texting like, so, to
0: you also I'll oh, go ahead sorry
2: yeah, she'll text us or just, like, tap our shoulder and, like, show us. And sometimes they're hilarious. And then sometimes we're like, Emily, what does this mean? Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: oh, gosh.
1: The oh. note to everybody listening, Emily's the one you want to be uh, following on your social media,
3: yes. social media
1: accounts. <laughs> All right. And then uh, kind of the last one, if you were stuck on a desert island, which teammate would you want to be stuck with?
2: Mm, let's see I'm trying to think of who uh, maybe well there's a couple for different reasons mine was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really diving deep on this one um, I would not mind being stuck with Tirana because she's so smart so she could probably figure a lot of stuff out for us okay um, what about you, Danny?
3: Yeah, like, I feel like we should, we should be able to do, like, kind of, like, a combination. Like, I feel like Tierna, we need for, like, because she literally, I think, anytime there's something wrong, she's like, oh, well, you should do this. <laughs> or, like, oh, well, <laughs> like, she, like, knows, like, all the statistics on things and, like, yes. I don't know, the probability of certain things. And I'm like, wow, I am yeah. just, I don't, I, I need to start reading a book. um um, but definitely tea i'm like trying to think like if i could have like a handful that'd be great because then i just start adding my friends not that my friends are (laughs) not that my friends are not smart but like i just need like i need to be in good company if i'm
2: stuck there (laughs) yes i know i also was thinking kind of along the lines of like someone that would like help protect me and i yeah, would like, say sarah <laughs> yes <laughs> like if i was ever in a like fight with someone i would want sarah with me <laughs> yes because i feel like she would like protect me she's tough
0: just throw, down. Tough. She yes. would throw her friends.
3: down she would not yeah she yeah. yeah
0: so you have the brains and you have the enforcer and then and you, then you have a front Yes.
3: Yeah, like a few friends, though. I know you said just <laughs> pick one, but like a few friends. <laughs> what
0: little- are the chances any of us are going to be on a stranded island? So we can make up the rules as we go along. I mean, that's <laughs> such a- Rules are meant to be broken, right? Let's- <laughs> <laughs> oh No, that, that's that's great. I, I, thank you so much, really, for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. I know there are probably a thousand better things you could be doing with your I'm time not. right now. We, uh, we're happy, we're ecstatic that you decided to uh, spend it with us and honestly thank you good luck with the rest of the tournament we're we're excited to watch you all on, on saturday night cheering you on
2: thank you so much you guys thank you guys this was a lot of fun
3: thomas
0: <laughs> what a
1: good what a good time that was man
0: that was that was fun it, it didn't feel like you know we were <laughs> thousands of miles away it was it was it was fun they definitely greek a great couple of folks on the team and just hearing them and just their kind of excitement towards things. And you can tell that being in the bubble wall, it probably has to be tough and you can kind of hear what they, they said about that, but they're there with people that they obviously uh, seem to enjoy spending time with.
1: Yeah, no, it was a really, really good conversation. Glad that they, they took time out of their day. Like you said, they've got a thousand things going on they're training and they're studying tape I'm sure and they're getting ready to to beat the OL rain this weekend. Yeah. Um, but they took time to talk to us so again thank you so much to them and to the Red Stars um, thank you. for you know for getting that set up. Um, you know we'll go with our usual clothes. You know if you've listened to the show enough times you kind of know this spiel but if you haven't hey this is your first time. Um <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode and any other episodes that you go back and check out. We really appreciate every single listen that we get. Um, If you haven't interacted with us on Twitter somehow, um, you can reach out to us there. We're at Bryant and me. Uh, We're also on Instagram though. Twitter is kind of our preferred uh, means of contact. I am at pickle chips, replace the eyes with ones. Uh, You can get to Thomas at one Thomas Costello interact with us. Tell us what you thought of the podcast. Tell us as long as it's good. Um,
0: <laughs> keep negative. We don't do well with <laughs> constructive criticism. So just keep it positive.
1: Yeah. Just keep the negativity to yourself. We don't need to hear all that nonsense. We
0: have enough negativity in the world. Come
1: on. <laughs> good Lord, do we ever, um, <laughs> you know, tell your friends, share it on social media, tell your friends, family, coworkers, uh, random strangers that you meet while you're walking around.
0: Yell it socially distance. just yell it
1: your Loudly boss in mask. your boss at work. send a mass email at work you know reply all to some corporate communication and tell them hey look we've got you know these two guys that have this awesome podcast you should listen to it you know you might get fired but you know it, it could be a fun time
0: hashtag worth it
1: oh totes worth it totes totes worth it other than that you know as always take care of yourselves take care of the people around you and have a great day